Hey guys, thanks for listening hey, in today. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. I think you mean everyone. Oh, so sorry. I need to be more inclusive. Thank you. Hello everyone, and thanks for listening to the podcast today. I'm Kevin. And I'm Brian. And we hope you enjoy. <laughs> All right, Brian, and we're live. We're live. We're live. Episode 17. I'm pumped. Yeah, dude. Um, first of all, I just want to give a quick shout out to Brian on this podcast, even though it's his podcast. It's our podcast. Because yeah, it is currently 1220 in the morning on Thursday morning right now while we're recording. Yeah. I had a very late night at work and then had a, uh, not myself, but had an encounter with the police. Yeah. I had to stop some ne'er-do-wells from ne'er-doing. <laughs> <laughs> Can you uh, be a little bit more clear on that one? Uh, yeah, I was on the third floor of the restaurant and looked out my window as I was waiting for people to leave and uh, saw some people arguing and fighting in the parking lot. And yeah. my, uh, I don't know, my parental instincts jumped into effect, and so I ran downstairs. Well, first I said to Nico, to my, my good friend and co-bartender Nico, I have to go. Something is happening. <laughs> my sputter sense is tingling. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, no, I ran downstairs and... Um, saw a confrontation between two people yeah uh and i said i don't want to see this go any further so i called the police yeah then, all yeah. joking aside uh you definitely did the right thing you prevented two people from making big mistakes yeah um you now know, they only made might, little mistakes yeah little mistakes and and you did the right thing and i'm i'm proud of you that you did yeah and if that means we had to delay taping so be it yeah um i also text kevin i was like I know you're tired. I'm tired, but we're fucking doing this because yeah, this no is our podcast. Us, we care about it, and we wanted uh, to make sure you guys still had your your Thursday morning drive up, your yeah. Thursday afternoon lunch break material, yeah. your after work chill with a whiskey and vibe on the day material. Ooh, very Gen Z of you. Hey, whatever it takes to make your day, we're here to do it. Yeah. So let's get it started, Brian. Let's get it started. We're going to talk about a couple of uh, more, a little bit more broad topics for us today. Uh, wouldn't you agree, there, Brian? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so this wasn't a particular policy or anything like that. We're just yeah. talking about some big issues that are kind in of in general. Facing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this is just a preface to the conversation that we're about to have. But um, I watched the Netflix special "Social Dilemma." Yeah, and and then I had to because yeah, of your recommendation. Well, because it well it tweaked my mind. Uh, I'm not a big social media person myself, mm-hmm. but like from time to time when my oldest is uh, taking a potty break, I let him watch like toy videos on YouTube. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm big on social media. 
Uh, and I, my my daughter is big on kids YouTube and yeah. stuff like that, where they start watching toy reviews and right. so and so playing Minecraft or Roblox or all those games yeah. and you know interactive think- interactive families. It's generally pretty good. Yeah. However, there is a dark path for social media in general. Yeah, really and that's what really weirded me out. Um, so I watched this video and it basically goes over. Uh, not a video. I watched this uh, docu. Do- it's kind of a documentary. Yeah, it was right? a documentary. Yeah. Um, and it really went over social media's effect on people, um, and not only that, but the algorithms behind the social media and how they're basically tuned, very fine-tuned, finely tuned, uh, to make you watch more, to have more screen time so that they can make more money. And um, a lot of what's involved in that is um, basically finding things that piss you off or yeah. things that get you riled up. Yeah, and in, in general, I mean... When you talk about social media, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, uh, even even Google itself, these are all objects on the internet that are free. Right. So they have to do something in order to monetize themselves. Right. And and the way in. they do that is through advertising. And how do they make you see more advertisements is keeping you on the damn app. Right. It's a good thing to pay attention to your screen time and like your... Uh what do they call that? I guess it's your, really your analytics for your what you're doing on your phone. Yeah, and and you know, I think the most notable one was at least to me was Facebook because I feel like between Facebook and YouTube, the algorithm can finely tune itself so quickly based on what you're searching. Um, Google was really cool because, or well, I think it is cool that you know, based on your geography, where you are located, right. what you search is different. Right. So like your top 10 searches that are going to come up when you type in the first three or four letters or even the first word, like the one example they brought up, Brian, and I think that uh, maybe you, you were going to... Oh, it resonated with me. Was the climate change one? Yes. Oh my God, yeah. And, and my, so, so it's like if you were in like California or something where it's a very blue state... Yeah. Uh, it comes up with like climate change and why it's real. Yeah, or, you know what I mean. Or like, if you're in like one of those, you know, southern states or or something that where a red district, a or rural area where yeah. the, it's not as widely believed, it's like climate change is a hoax. Is the first thing, thing that comes that up, pops for you. up, and you're not talking like, you know, red or blue. It's not like oh well, let's direct everyone to you know Scientific right. America right. or some sort of legitimate source that has scientific, you know. Um, scientists behind it uh, and they're really trying to give the best fairest coverage of the matter right. no it's just what are, what's going to keep you searching right right and this this is all kind of this ties into what brian and i talked about before about living in an echo chamber and how it's just such a terrible thing for people in general uh you know we're gonna kind of tie it in more to politics um but i mean just there's there's so many things out there that people live in this way that they'll they they enjoy seeing things on their screen that agree with them and that can be so dangerous in some ways um and 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 this video that we watched i mean it just it it scared me and it kind of opened my eyes at the same time it's something i knew like i knew there was an algorithm to keep you watching well can we just take a step back and realize like if we if we look at now not the social dilemma but the Social Network, the movie with Jesse Eisenberg, yeah. directed by David Fincher. I love David Fincher. But if we take a step back and go back to like the Social Network and how Facebook started, this was a hot or not page. Right. And now all of a sudden, it's one of the largest companies in the world. And the idea is it's connecting. So 
in its broadest, you know, broad stroke idea of what it's supposed to be. It's a really supposed to be like this benevolent thing. It's supposed to be this positive, like, Hey, we're connecting you to your long lost cousins, you know, from Italy or Ireland or something like that. When your parent, your great grandparents came over and the family tree was, you know, broken apart. Well, now it's gotten to a point where everyone around the world is using this and it's a way to connect with people. And that is such a beautiful thing. The dark part comes with how does it actually monetize itself? And like we said, this algorithm, and it continues to learn by your behaviors, right? Right. And as I'm speaking behaviors... And almost manipulate them. Yeah, I'm I'm moving my hands and I'm watching my own behaviors. So... (laughs) (laughs) We talked about the Brian rotation of the wrists. Yeah. So we look at this algorithm in the way it watches your behavior. And it was so intricate. It was able to watch your how long you would watch a video so right or how long you would even look at a picture right not even just the video so as you scroll, is, that's crazy as you scroll up and down you can actually be watched not by a, a human being they kind of they did a really good job of you know having these like three humans watching you and you know they were representative of the algorithm in the documentary but it, it does this job of essentially you know, watching what you do. So, oh, they spent seven seconds instead of three seconds on this thing. That's going to be something that attracts their attention, and we want to make note of it. Oh, they like cat videos. Let's keep them going down this wormhole of cat videos, and then every 15 seconds into a cat video, we run an ad. And be, oh, they're going to jump. They don't want to see an ad. They jump to the next cat video, but they'll watch that cat right. video. They'll, they'll watch the ad on that video because this cat video, video is so much more fun. Yeah. So I just found it to be so fascinating and I loved the idea of, okay, they're fine tuning the algorithm, yeah. but the problem is, is when it starts going towards a destructive path and it's yeah. not just cat videos. It's, and I think that this is where we can even tie, we can start to tie in politics. Yeah. And it's like, all right, you might not believe climate change is real. You're a flat earther, you're an anti-vaxxer. Right. And this is how like the pandemic thing burst onto the scene is because someone wants to figure out something different. They don't want to believe in, you know, anti-vaccination or they don't want to believe in, you know, what Dr. Fauci is saying. And all of a sudden, okay, they searched that one time and now the algorithm has said, okay, this is what they want to see. Yeah. And that's how those things blow up so fast. And we had talked about that in, in prior podcasts, but watching this and seeing the algorithm take shape yeah. It's truly remarkable, but also incredibly scary. Oh my gosh. And what it can lead to, too. You know what I mean? There's so much divisiveness between um, not just political parties, but just people in general. And um, you see this with, um, and we might get into this later with radical groups, because Brian and I had a very long phone conversation today. <laughs> uh, and all I said to him was like, let's just save this for the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I think that, it, it, it's scary because you know what I mean? You see a lot of violence today and I understand, you know, there's, there's a lot of things adding to it. You know what I mean? It's yeah. 2020. Um, there's craziness in the white house. There's craziness in government. Um, and, and there's craziness just, on the streets. Yeah. I was just literally going to say that. Yeah. Um, my hip hop album's coming out next week <laughs> <laughs> and it's entitled craziness on the streets. Um, but it, it's one thing to have all of this 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 violence and all of this decisive or you know um, divisiveness, um, 
but when you when it's ample, it's almost amplified through this. Yeah, these go to eleven, like spinal tap. Yes, these this go is, to eleven. This goes to eleven. Um, and they even talked about um, the ability to dial up the the Facebook oh, yeah. guys. You know, the, the cool thing about the social dilemma are these are you know former presidents, vice presidents of it the, was the original, of the company, yeah, or was origi- co-founders and shit like that. Yeah. And, they talk about, oh, yeah, Mark would come to us one day, like calling Mark Zuckerberg by his first name. Yeah. Mark would come to us one day and say, hey, I really want to target Korea today and and really dial in on some of the ad displays in that country and see like what we can get out of it. Yeah. And they could literally ratchet it up and turn the dials up and, and really start engaging people. And it wasn't just... Okay, what videos entice them? It was like the notification aspects. What what different you know things can we add? Adding a like button, all of these things. Yeah. Whatever we can get more engagement from, the better it is for us. It had the original guy that was in charge of monetization for Facebook. Yeah, he was hired from some company. It was like I, I want. It wasn't Instagram, but it was something. Well, like, was it uh, Pinterest? No, no, no. It was the guy uh, from Google. Yes. Yes. Okay, so he gets hired, and his job is to monetize Facebook because at that point, Facebook was just, it moved from hot or not. And I think it had already moved from just being college kids connecting to everyone. It started being everyone. And that's when it blew up. It had the IPO. And then people are like, okay, so how is it going to actually monetize? How is it going to make money? And this guy came in, and he's like, okay, well, the only way we can do it, you either, you know, if you're a website or podcast or whatever you either have advertisements or you have it as a paid service right so all right we're not going to make this like like no one's going to pay to use facebook Facebook or instagram or whatever advertisements and that's what they did so it's truly remarkable and it becomes this it becomes this whole thing of like not only how can we make money off of it but then obviously it becomes almost in my mind a greed thing how can we get more money how can we get more clicks how can we get more like screen time where someone's staring at their phone you know what i mean and uh, and that was like that was the part for me that i was like man because you know what i mean it's they had the example in the, in the show where it was and this is not a review of the social dilemma guys we are going to be tying this in a little bit more too yeah. but um i you know where i think we're both kind of just getting our thoughts out yeah while we can <clears throat> um but you know it was it it, it was so much beyond how can we make this a social tool for good? It was, okay, we've got all these people drawn in. What can we do? What kind of notifications? I know you brought this up yeah. a second ago, but it, it even brought up in there like, um, okay, so we need to get this person to start looking again. So it immediately starts thinking, okay, two two weeks ago, or two years ago or whatever, this guy was dating this girl. And so now he hasn't looked at his screen in X amount of time. Yeah. Let's put up a notification up there saying that like his ex-girlfriend is now in a new relationship just to get him to open up his phone and look at the screen. Yeah. It was truly remarkable. And I think you hit the nail on the head with greed. And that's the scariest thing about this. is isn't just like everyone wants to alienate, you know, go after Mark Zuckerberg or whomever is Jack Dorsey for Twitter. Oh, they're terrible. Like, it's not just them. Right. What do they have to answer to it's as shareholders? The, yeah, exactly. They have to make these massive profits quarter over quarter and show these growth margins right. and, and all Especially that. Especially now that they're a public, publicly traded yeah. business. And beyond that, the scariest part for me, and you know me, I'm Mr. Big Government. 
There's mm. no fucking regulations on right. this. And that is scary to me. And that's where the question is. You know what I mean? All of those guys, men and women involved in this, have said, like, there needs to be regulation. Like, Absolutely. whether it's antitrust to, like, break up the social media platforms or have some way to monitor them better, whatever the case is, there needs to be some sort of regulation that's happening. And I think the most um, insightful uh, aspect or, or, I guess, thought was the one guy saying, hey, they collect all this data. Why don't you just tax the data? Because what people are failing to realize is the most important commodity in the world right now is data. Like people have actually rated that as higher than oil and water is data. People's profile, not like their Facebook profile, but their data profile, like who are they? What do they do? What right. are their likes? What are their ticks? What what makes them go? What are their movements across the world? Where are they exactly. going? How far are they traveling every day? And I think there's where we almost split hairs because you touched on a good point there um, with monitoring and some sort of a um, a watch system on this because at some point it's a business, right? okay, and it deserves to make money however it chooses. You know what sure. I mean? Me being the libertarian centrist that I am, mm-hmm. I'm a big believer in that. Sure. You can go make money however you want, and if people want to buy something from you, that's their prerogative. It has right. nothing to do with me. I don't care. Um, you know, as long as you're like not selling violence or whatever, I have my right, right, right. stipulations. Yeah, th- but yeah. obviously, extreme cases aside. Right. So where does fact checking? Where is that separation between fact checking and freedom of speech? You know what so, I mean? Because you run into the same problem, reverse of that. So obviously, because they there are they are their own businesses, they have the right to have their own um, rules and regulations as far as like, um, you know, you've broken this rule. Your terms of service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are no longer allowed to use our platform. I think that's a really good point. I think obviously, a it's a it's a private company. Like I know it's publicly traded, but it's not a public entity it's still a like business. a government. Yeah. yeah, it's a business. So it, it's really up to that. And at that point, certain businesses really take to heart, you know, their social, the, the social aspects and the social effects of their company. So, you know, you look at a lot of these larger companies and their uh, philanthropic endeavors and, and stuff like that. They, they can have those things, but also what is the actual societal impact of their good? You know, like if I'm a gun manufacturer, I have to weigh, well, how many guns should I be putting out there? How, you know, what, what kind of guns, you know, what, what do I want to do? You know, similarly, you know, we've seen social media starting to become weaponized, right? We saw it in 2016 with the Russians uh, interfering. We know for a fact um, that this happened and is continuing to happen. So, like, it's becoming and just a be clear, it happens everywhere. Yeah. It is not just yeah. us. I wanted to point what that was, out right what away. What was the, there was another, it was an African oh, country yeah. that was actually, like, put into revolution. They were doing a a societal experiment. Myaria, hold on a second. I'm gonna look Myanmar? Myanmar. Yeah, maybe, maybe it was. I don't know. But uh, essentially... Social media was used and targeted towards people to essentially divide them against one another and basically put them in. It was in, me. I was Myanmar. Yeah, it put them in uh, in a social conflict 
essentially a civil war, right. and it was all done through social media in yep. the way they were able to perpetrate certain. Because it, it was sides. that was that was like their homepage. That was what's loaded onto their computers. You know what I mean? It was Facebook? Yeah, and the algorithm targeted them. Basically, yep. they said, "Hey, which side do you fall on?" Because if I'm clicking, so for instance, when you talk about the echo chamber. Obviously, I'm more liberal. I'm going to spend more time reading things that, like, yeah. oh, I totally agree with that. Let me click into and that super, and actually yep. read the article, and now I'm going to see more of that. Yep. Now, for me— And not only that, but you're also going to see a whole lot more. Like, so, so you know, we it's no secret that Brian doesn't like Donald Trump. Correct. And that's fine. Yes. Uh, correct. See, <laughs> si, uh, correcto. Um. But so it's also going to give you bad things about Trump. It's going to give you all these negative, yeah. all this negative press on him. You know what I mean? Just to to fuel, um, not you know, maybe not in your case. Well, fuel maybe. the fire. No, absolutely. I was going to say that's fuel, what it's, fuel fuel your rage. Yeah, that's what it's trying to do. Now, for me personally, I make a, a habit of not going down the the Voxes, the Vice News. Is like I try Vice and stick feed. to yeah. yeah. I try and stick to uh, almost essentially NY Times, Wapo news publications that's what it but but here's here's something i am a big advocate of new york times for the longest time and believe that yeah it might be a little left of center here and there but in general it's going to be factual so i would always click on their articles and there go my five free ones finally god damn it i bit the bullet it just kept popping up in my feed i'm like i really want to read this article now i'm subscribed to it yeah. So and 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 that's fine. Like that's a great way to monetize. I I believe in that, right? It's it's advertising, right? I'm all about I I you know what I mean, to an extent, I am a big fan of free market. Yeah, and I love the idea that Facebook advertise well, yeah. I mean I if you haven't noticed, I've boosted the Mad Libs podcast several times. Right. I've spent $20 in the past, two different yeah. times, so 10 and 10 to promote this and i like the idea that you can advertise right. and connect right. and it's, that's well, it's a wonderful thing yeah. right now the only thing that you know frustrates me is how they get you to keep going it. yeah they're like look how that. many look how many post views we got you right look exactly how many, you know user traffic we've increased for. right yeah yeah and they did the same thing yeah for as me being the poster that i constantly see hey boost this post boost this post yeah. and i'm like god we could use a few more followers and subscribers and listeners so, you know, I'd rather you guys just continue to spread yeah. the message, but I'll boost it with a Facebook ad every now and then. And can I bring us back for a second? Yeah. Because we were, I, I, we, we always digress and there's, this is a huge topic, so it's very easy to go yeah. left, right. You know what I mean? Left, right, center. One of my favorite ga- games. So left and center. <laughs> we're not usually going too far, right? <laughs> <laughs> and he went there, ladies and gentlemen, Brian. I'm going to get a bell for every time you talk shit about the right. <laughs> well, I just said, I was talking shit about us. We don't, we don't go too far right. 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 Yes. Right. Wrong. See ya. Correcto. Oh, God. All right, All right. Let me bring us back here. Because we, we were on uh, something I really wanted to touch on, which is almost the policing of Facebook. Yes. Okay. I'm all for free market. I really enjoy it. Yes. If you want to earn your dollar, you earn it how you want. Yes. You know what I mean? So long as it doesn't hurt other people. But I have a problem. What's the problem? I think that for the amount of money Facebook makes, they even though they are a privately owned business, I think that they have a responsibility. And I'm all about responsibilities. Father of two, 
Hus- <laughs> husband of one. <laughs> so I look at it. I actually, I agree in a sense that. Well, it, and let me finish. Okay. Cannot finish. Yeah, I agree. So <laughs> keep kidding. going. That was a South Park joke. Um, right? I think so. Cannot finish. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, this is like me trying to start off, start off our start off our episodes when I can't remember what I say, even though I say it every single time. And we're live. <laughs> um, but I think that they have a responsibility. Yeah. Everyone should be looking out for themselves and their families. Okay. Everyone should be looking out for their business. But there comes a point where your business is so big and it in fact affects so many people that you then grow to a responsibility. And you have a responsibility to manage what's on your site. Yes, everybody has a First Amendment right. Everybody should be able to say whatever they want to say, so long as it doesn't incite violence. We know this, but I still feel like I have to say it because you can take sound bites so quickly (laughs) and make people say whatever the fuck you want. But but this pisses me off. This really, dude, it brings me to a rage. Yeah, because you should not be able to make money off of manipulating people. I understand that you have to do some manipulation, some you know. not really fact twisting, but you know you, you have to pull out the best in your business and make people spend money on what you're producing. But at that same time, this has to do with the well-being of everyone on Earth. You know what I mean? Oh, I agree. You know what I mean? With the exception of some of your like third world countries, everybody's got a fucking Facebook, man. I've got a Facebook. I don't touch it. You know what I mean? The only reason I keep my Facebook is because... Facebook keeps giving me a reason to keep my Facebook. In this case, the only reason I have a Facebook is because it's attached to the Mad Libs podcast. Yeah. And I just feel the need to, you know, even though like, and I'm sorry for everybody who posts on Facebook, that is Brian's deal. He is much more social media smart than I am. <laughs> and so I like to look and see what everyone's saying yeah. so that I can contribute. And yeah. you know what I mean? When the Do Christine's be- chime yeah. in. And, and, yeah. And, and that way I can better myself yeah. for the podcast and in general. Yeah. But I'm, you know, with the exception of losers like me, <laughs> everyone's looking at their Facebook. I, you know, in the restaurant industry, I'm watching everybody and they're either on their TikToks or their Facebooks or their Instagrams or their Finstas, which I learned recently is a fake Instagram account. Oh, that you put like, I don't know, weirder pictures on that you only share with certain people. Interesting. You you don't share your Finsta unless the other person has a Finsta to share too. I learned that too. I learned a lot from these young kids, but it drives me absolutely nuts, man. So, I, I agree that there is this element of responsibility. And, and I I think Facebook was trying to do a better job of that with the quote-unquote fact-checking. Yeah, but how good are they doing? Well, and, and that's the thing. Like the you, have, out- you have fucking billions of dollars, Brian. Billions of dollars. I, I don't care. There's no fucking excuse. <laughs> no, you're, you're talking to no me. Excuse. I, I, I agree. I but agree. I'm just saying there's no fucking excuse, man. And I'm no. sorry. I apologize for my language. No. Normally, I don't get so uh, vulgar during these. And I, I, but I we're, do apologize. But we're frustrated. But it, we're the mad is, libs. It, yeah. We're mad right now. the maddest fucking libertarian around, yeah. which is saying a lot. Yeah. And, and <laughs> I, uh, Especially I agree. for my demeanor. Like, I, I'm not usually the, the temperamental on this, but like... It, I'm not... I'm not Usually I know you're calm oh, one. I know you're not disagreeing. No, with I'm me, not Brian. usually the calm one. Here. This is that moment. Where so you let just, me just tell me I'm right, on. Brian. No, I agree. <laughs> I agree. But let me kind of frame this in two different ways. Please. Number one, yeah, I agree that Facebook has a, a responsibility to do a better job of fact checking. Period. And Mark Zuckerberg said he won't interfere with election aspects, yeah. but even then, you know, when. I'm not trying to bash Donald Trump, but he has gotten flagged on both Facebook and Twitter for 
uh, violence inciting messaging and fake news like that is against what scientists and they flag those things. Right. So they're starting to do better, but it's not good enough. And here's why. Please tell me. At this point, social media is almost a utility. I agree with you. So that's why it's not just a private company anymore. Although when it is. It is, right? But like, so is ComEd. Right. So like ComEd has a responsibility because it's a utility company. Right. And social media is not just, hey, it's an app. It's a forum for discussion. Yeah. And it's a way to have civil discourse. Right. And I think these are all great things. Or uncivil discourse. Well, yeah, which it usually devolves Let's to that. Let's not sugarcoat it. It does devolve to that. But it's a way to connect with people. It has all these good things. And, and they even talk about it in, in, in the documentary. Like people have received organs from long lost, lost yeah. relatives because yeah. of Facebook. Hey, yeah. So and so, so and so, like met someone, they, their long lost friend. I remember seeing one. This guy lost his best friend from college, couldn't find him. And the one had become homeless. And he didn't know. And eventually, it was because of Facebook that they reunited. And the man was able to get his friend who had become a drug addict and homeless right. off the streets that's into awesome. rehab. Like, that's great. That's a beautiful thing. That's right? great. So this this is almost becoming a utility. It's so large. There's no competition. Like, MySpace is gone. Yeah. Right? So, so be, tw- You would definitely be in my top five friends on MySpace. <laughs> Thanks. I'd be right next to Tom. <laughs> Tom was the inventor of MySpace, and you always had you, you always know, had yeah. that one friend. You couldn't get rid of Tom. Yeah. That was a beautiful thing. But so we look at Facebook and Instagram, and the other thing about Facebook is it it buys up the competition. Instagram right. was becoming very competitive, right? And it just bought it. Yeah, you know, WhatsApp was a, a, essentially a direct competitor to Facebook Messenger. Yep. It bought it. Bought it up. And it's getting so big, and it's able to turn so much profit that either a you have to break it up. Or declare it essentially a public utility, and it needs to right. be because at what point does it regulated. become? What, at what point does it become an, a monopoly? Right. I, I mean, I feel like it already is, even though Twitter is a competitor. Yeah. They're two essentially different like modes of social media. Yeah, and I feel the need to clarify something here because sure. me being the person that is like very like pro business, I never want the government to come in and be able to regulate a business. This is that one exception. You know what I mean? This is like, and I, and I hate this because this is like in math class where it's like, hey, if you do this, this, and this, it always equals this. Well, but except for in these cases. <laughs> I'm like, fuck those cases. <laughs> <laughs> but there, this is this is that one case, man. This it's is the, the prime this number. This is yeah. This is you can't find the square root of it. <laughs> There's no fucking square root of it, dude. No, and uh, that's what this is. It's a yeah. prime number. It's yeah. It's gotten to a point where it can't. You can't separate it. You can't do things. You can't continue to let it right. go the way it is. Right. And one thing I found to be very interesting is they were able to track the polarization of America, yep. not only politically, yep. and this is going to lead us into the next segment. Mm-hmm. They were able to track that essentially it was the creation of social media as the most divisive aspect yep. of politics. And it's yep. not like, politics you know the politicians it's the way the algorithm works and the more refined it becomes yeah the more divided we become and not to mention it also brought up like teenage suicide up by like 200 percent. yeah and that was and that was scary that too. was that was the most heartbreaking yeah, thing and that's what really got that pulled at the heartstrings for me i um i worked at 
in both a high school and a middle school. And by the time I was at the middle school teaching sixth, seventh, and eighth graders, it was incredible how attached to social media people had become. Right. And I get it. Like, I love when Mad Libs podcast gets another like or another follower and all that. That excites me. Yeah. But if I don't get a follower, I'm not going to turn off the podcast. I'm not going to say, no. Kevin, it's yours. No, I'm, I'm done. Yeah. No, we're going to keep There's doing no that. stopping us now. We're like an avalanche. <laughs> Is that a good example? I don't know. We're like inertia. So, <laughs> so I look at that and people, and I remember talking about this early on with yeah. TikTok and my daughter did one. And the moment she's like, how many likes did I get on TikTok? Ooh. I said, that's done. It's done. Yeah. Because the moment you start giving other people the power to, make to instill it, yes. value within right. you, right? You've lost. Yeah. You're you're gonna fall apart. And and, and this I would is, karate chop anyone that didn't put a like on Nora's TikTok. <laughs> they were damn cute. God but damn. but I will say this, and and this is a message to all of you: keep using social media, keep enjoying oh, it, yeah. get the best of it. But you do not draw value from whatever people say or right. do on social media. That's not your value. That's not their value. It's just a way to connect. It's a way to share information. Yeah. I, I do love that you can share information and, and hey, you know, I, I have people sending me things and they're like, hey, is this real? And then I do the deep right. dive for them because right. they know Brian digs this shit and he'll he'll go research and find out for me so I don't have to. I need to get a life. But that's that's something that social media is good for. Yeah. Get the best out of social media. But the moment you start to feel your life not progressing the way you want and you feel defeated by it or even depressed by it, you need to move away from right. it. And and take either a break, delete it. One thing I saw people do, and I almost did this myself, but because of the Mad Libs podcast, I don't. One thing I saw people do is delete social media off of their phones. That's a good idea. So just it's, not, it your, as, like it's your, yep. not as handheld. It's not as immediate, right? So they have this idea like, oh, I got to be by a computer. And I can't be like at work on my computer with Facebook. So I only do it when I'm at home. And I'm not going to devote yeah. all of my home time and all of my free time to this. I might do an hour or so. That's fine. That's great. So the moment you start feeling it's creeping up too much in your life, take a step back. You know, you control it. It does not need to control you. I couldn't agree with you more. Can you, can I tell you one other thing that pissed me off about uh, social media? Yeah. Because I do respect their rights to run themselves however they want. But I think that therein lies another problem. And maybe you know where I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. But because they can make their own rules, they can kick off whoever they want. They can keep whoever they want. Yeah. And I think that, again, that's their right. But maybe I don't believe in the fairness of it. So I, I do think as long as they they do keep a terms of service that is clear, I, I, I am in favor of that. I think, unfortunately, one side is definitely getting silenced more. But Let's what I will say, say I want to hear you what, say it. what I will say is this also before we get go down that route because yeah. I think that's really going to be a good segue into the next yeah. element. That's fine. But also when it comes to politics, I think they get away with so much. It's because people don't understand, and the people yeah. that are supposed to be, 
you know, regulating, right? The, con- you know, Congress yeah, and yeah. congressmen and congresswomen, um, they're the ones that are supposed to be regulating and setting forth. And I don't know if you remember Mark Zuckerberg before the Senate. Now, oh, yeah, I do. Before I drink water. Before the House, AOC is a younger person, very social media savvy. She was able to really blast at Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, I but in the Senate, social media. But in the Senate, <laughs> but in the Senate, these older folks were not doing well. And they were asking some of the dumbest questions. Yeah. Republicans and Democrats. This is yeah. not par- like no, the bipartisanship no. here. Let me tell you, both from bipartisan sides were terrible. Like they, I don't know if like they didn't consult, you know, their associates here who are like 24, 25 year old interns. Like, did you not turn to them and ask them like, how does Facebook work? (laughs) Like before the meeting, because they were exact, they were essentially asking Mark Zuckerberg, well, how does this, what is it? What is an APP? Oh, it's not an acronym. It's an app. What is an app? Like, that's the kind of question. And it's like, these are the people that need to set forth regulations. And I understand it's a new environment for them. It's a new business style for them. It's a whole new ball game for them. And I understand that they don't understand, like they're not adept when it comes to social media, but they need to figure out someone that is and consult them. Given another five years, there'll be a social, uh, like a social media monitoring department of the uh, government. Yeah, there, I mean, yeah, like a a committee, almost like a yeah. subcommittee. Yep. Yeah, I yeah. could see that. Yeah, um, especially like in communications or something like that. Right. But I do fear, you said five years, which is I know you're just throwing a number yeah. out there, but five years is a long time from now, right? Five years. Five years from now, we'll be uh, we'll be making enough off this podcast for me to quit my job. <laughs> that's our that's our that's our five year goal. <laughs> <laughs> little levity to the conversation there, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you enjoyed. <laughs> so, so let's. You can, know, I, can I? Can uh, I? Do you want me to continue on now with my thought now, or? Yeah, let's go back to you feeling the silencing. You know, the people that are quote unquote allegedly breaking terms of service and then being removed. Yeah, Brian. I think that really ties ties us back into what I was saying. Yeah, and this is kind of almost like a censorship thing. Okay. You know what I mean? So because these companies are so large and they can make their own, essentially, they well, not essentially, they make their own rules, okay? Sure. So they can allow anyone to say whatever they want within their, um, you know, their terms of use. Um, but I think where the problem lies is I don't think that it's fair. And I don't think that they play, I think they definitely play one side better than the other. Um, and the example that I brought up to you earlier when we were talking was the Unity 2020. And this is something that I just heard about. I think it was, well, it's 1 a.m. now. So yesterday I found yeah. out about this. Yeah. <laughs> um, Brett Weinstein is the guy that started this and a couple of other people. Yeah. Brett Weinstein is kind of a left-leaning dude. Okay. Well, let me, let me finish. Yeah, yeah. Because there's, what, what, I think that this has a good message, personally, yeah. even though it goes against what the... Conventional thought. Well, sure. well, and what the leaders of the party that I believe in have said. Yeah. Which I'm sure you'll bring up. Um, <laughs> see smirking over there. But the idea of the unity 2020 thing was this voting against party or across party lines, mm-hmm. not being strict to what is it? Like blue. It's, it's blue, not necessarily Democrat blue or and, blue or and true or red or dead. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? It yeah. was, you find the people that kind of skirt the line or somebody that you believe in on the right or somebody that you believe in on the left. 
and you vote based upon their beliefs. Right. Was the I I, yeah. I, I think I'm yeah. doing it justice, yes. right? Yes. On paper, I love that. Sure. I've talked it before. I've talked about it before in this podcast. I like. I believe in voting who you truly believe, or for who for who you truly believe in. Yeah. You know what I mean. Um. I I'm not afraid to say I voted for Obama in yeah. 2008. Um. You know I, I think really ever since then I've I, actually no I brought this up with you Brian. Uh, we talked about the first time we voted. It wasn't for real, but we were both in. I was in grades. Oh, yeah, I was in, yeah. I was in, I was in grade <laughs> school, and you were probably what yeah. middle school. Cool. <laughs> not to uh, you know disparage our ages here sure <laughs> no no continue but uh i remember i believe that i was in like third or fourth grade and we were voting for um yeah i was actually voting no i'm just kidding oh god i was like no you weren't you're not that much older than me <laughs> but it was basically it was uh clinton versus uh bush senior yeah and uh, yeah and i vo- i voted for ross perot yeah even then. even then, I was voting third party. I mean, were you like just in favor of his flat tax, or just he had a a big schnoz and had a funny? I voice? just looked at him. and I was like, I'd hug that dude. Yeah. <laughs> Dana Carvey had the best Ross Perot. Yeah. So, anyways, I apologize because I digress there. Yeah, no. Little, little so they of, went, again, they little, were, little bit of levity to the conversation. Were, quote unquote, in violation of the Twitter and what they terms said of service, and I think. Mm-hmm. It's important to say what they were saying. They were saying something along the lines of "Don't f- don't vote for Trump, don't run- vote for Biden." Yeah, you know, vote for who you believe in. Yeah, no and, the the messaging of the party. Yes, yes, correct. So and that's what they were. De- that's what they were deplatformed for. No, they were deplatformed uh, for spamming. That's oh. what they actually got. Okay. So, but here's the thing. They contested that they were even spamming anything. You know, they went back and they were trying to appeal it and they weren't heard on their appeals and all that. So the actual Unity 2020 thing for me, the idea of like, hey, like, let's have bipartisanship within one ticket, right? And and I brought up the idea of McCain and Lieberman. Lieberman was the guy yes, I was trying to you. think of and it just dawned on me. Uh, when McCain ran in 2008, before he decided to choose Sarah Palin, he wanted to show, like, oh, I'm the maverick, but I'm also really trying to bring the country together. Right. I'll take someone that's a Democrat and make them my vice president. So, in theory, I think it's really good. <clears throat> the problem with Unity 2020 is is a thing was, and and yes, I'm going to refer to, you know, the party <clears throat> that you, you know, kind of resonate with the libertarian chairman uh peter so so or something like that said it was and i quote fucking bullshit because essentially there's no path for them to do this that it's so very libertarian to be so blunt yeah which i i, I was like holy shit i, yeah. I love that i think it's so, a, I, I think it's I, and, and, and i don't well go, hold on go, so yeah, so the idea here is you have to be on the ballot to even have a path. And Joe Jorgensen has gotten some momentum, per se, but even she has essentially no path towards election. Um, you have to get 270 votes electorally to win. Right. And it's not like, oh, well, maybe Joe gets 100, Trump gets, you know, we'll just throw out random numbers, but each of the candidate candidates get 100. You don't win. It then goes to the House of Representatives. Right. 
you it, there's no plurality in America. The electoral college is you have to get 270 votes in the electoral college to win. So there's no path right now for Joe Jorgensen to win. So to say, oh, and 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 I know why this kind of resonated with you was they had picked Tulsi as they're like, oh, this is like who we want representing us and Dan Crenshaw. Yeah. And both are very, I would say, likable people. Correct. Yeah. Um, I don't think they would even ever come together and form a ticket because they're so polar, like polar opposites on the spectrum. Yeah. And Whereas, I think it was I, I took it as more of like an example. Yeah. The, the F, yeah. And it, and it was cool. I, I liked the idea of bringing a bipartisan ticket and I think it's very effective. It was knocked off of Twitter because of spamming or whatever. But we see this a lot. And, and this is to really emphasize your point. Like, yes, that's an example. But in general, we do see the right side of the spectrum being quieted more often. And I won't say silence because the very reasonable right siders are, you know, the, I disagree with Ben Shapiro all the time. He's not getting tweets blocked. Right. Because he does it in a very, you know, eloquent way. Yeah. You know, I disagree with almost every one of his arguments. He's a lawyer too, so that helps yeah, him. He knows what he's doing when he says things. And, and he's, he's, an, he's an ultra intelligent human being. Yeah. Like you have he to doesn't, give him that. He watches how he says things. And yeah. I think that's the key. When, when you're talking about the left, a lot of times when even their most aggressive, quote unquote, aggressive tweets, it's never like inciting violence or supportive right. of violence. Um, are there, you know, violent people on the left? Yeah, there's some radical Antifa people. Absolutely. But those well, are we talked, also we, getting we, we, we talked about this before. So the conversation that Brian and I had um, as I was cleaning out fake sand dirt stuff out of the carpet in the basement today uh, for my four-year-old. Um, here's the point that I've made to Brian was this. Yeah. When we look at the political spectrum, what we have to count out is the furthest right and the furthest left. I agree with that. Cause I don't think they count. And what I said was, so on the furthest right, you have white supremacists. Unfortunately, uh -huh. you know yeah. I mean? We have yeah, things yeah. like the KKK, KKK, neo-Nazis, yeah. all that. Yeah. I wouldn't, yeah. And then on the left, you have Antifa. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, you know, as much as I hate to say it, I respect their right to say whatever they want because I'm a big, oh, I've, a big I've believer. I've advocated big for believer in the KKK. First. Can, yeah. If they get their permits, they can have their yeah. permits. That's and the same thing for the left, too. Yeah. For, for I'm sorry. I shouldn't say that. For Antifa. Yeah. Uh, I apologize. No, you, no uh, you're right. Um, but you, you have to forget about them when you're thinking political spectrum, right. because I believe that they are, you know, what you would call the outliers. Right. Um, and, I think and, that they're and, both, I, I don't like involving violence on either side of the party. Yeah. The one thing I, I brought up was, okay, so we have these fringe right, fringe left, but what we see is Donald Trump praising white supremacists in Charlottesville saying they're very well, fine people. Be clear, be clear. Cause I don't think he's praising them. Well, I think what he's doing is pandering to his voters. Okay, but you're, just like, just like, and I know you're not going to like this, but just like AOC did not denounce Antifa. I, see, I don't. She I, just I don't, because she was silent. Brian's looking. He's googling something. He's googling hard right now, ladies I, and gentlemen. I, I if, you could, if you could see him right now, he's furious. His eyes are glowing, glowing red. 
No, so like I don't know this this instance of AOC yeah. even being silent. What I'm saying is is when you say you've people some, are right, when you, you, got, you say got, they are very some, fine yes, people, yes. like you I can say they're not Brian. praising, I say that's praising. You're right. complimenting them right. and saying, Hey, you're very fine people. And I think I, I, I'm not disagreeing with yeah. you. I think he was stupid for saying that and I think that was terrible. Okay. Yeah, and he but he's done I, it. So no no no, so, so no no no. Yeah, so what ahead. I'm saying is I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Okay. But in my mind, I see I see silence as the same thing. Yeah, but I don't. Okay, so I don't know this time when AOC was supposed to speak. Yeah, go let ahead. Me look, let me yeah. look it up. Let me yeah, look it Google up. it for me. Allow me to Google fiercely yeah. now, like Brian. So the other what, aspect. What do, you, is, what do you always say when we're typing really hard, Brian and I were in the typing world. with purpose. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like sitting here, like every time at the end of an episode, I'm always typing like the description, and yeah, you hear. <laughs> It's like the cat typing on the keyboard meme. <laughs> it's right? so terrible. Or it's like that gif. old school, like when I originally wrote my fourth grade book report, I was writing it on a typewriter. <laughs> so going back, the other aspect is it's not only Donald Trump, though. Like we have someone, uh, what's, oh, I should have looked up her name. She just got voted in um, or won her primary, um, the congresswoman who literally has uh, Taylor, or Marjorie Taylor Greene. Um, she's a advocate for QAnon, right? Which oh, we've, yeah. we've talked that. about. I hate that. I'm really scared that I think one of my cousins is into it. Well, and and that is scary. Like people need to recognize this isn't this isn't some oh fringe conspiracy theory group. They have like they are being considered domestic terrorists, and it's not only them, but like now you have Congress people. Not only like okay. Donald Trump said, oh, I guess they like me, you know, also essentially supporting them by proxy. But Marjorie Taylor Greene is actively advocating for them. And then we also have, you know, Arthur Jones ran in Illinois. He is a neo-Nazi and he ran under the Republican banner. At that point, the Republican Party needs to stand up and say, nope, sorry, you cannot run under our banner. Right, so, and I agree. I do. I I agree with you. 100%. So, and and this is this is a problem when we say, "Oh, well, the right's getting silenced more than the left." We don't have that on the left. We don't have people literally, you know, saying. Okay, maybe so. Maybe it wasn't Antifa. Okay, but it was it was something along those lines, and it was the whole squad that wouldn't denounce it. And the squad is what is it? It's AOC, Ilion. Omar, yeah. Talib, which who's in a ton of hot water, yeah, because she won't denounce a lot of bad things and also has said a lot of anti-Semitic things. She's basically like a Trump of the left. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far. I, I know she's talked about the Israel-Palestine issues, yeah, and which right now the right is claiming as a victory because Israel got everything they want and Palestine wasn't even at the table. That's a whole nother podcast. Yeah, we got to do that one. Yeah. Make okay, sure we can. Yeah, do we gotta we gotta go over some foreign putting policy it in the notes things. right now. Yeah. So, ooh, foreign policy would be fun. Yeah, I, I love. Foreign I would policy. love to focus on things that are not America right now. <laughs> <laughs> but going back, the right is getting silenced because the right is adopting some of these principles, some of these groups as their own because it's like, oh, it's for our voter base and it's bullshit, and it continues to polarize us further and further. If you're willing to accept people that aren't doing what's right for the country like there's a major issue 
and I see some some very very divisive behavior, and it starts with social media. But even our politicians are becoming so divisive. And like I was talking to you earlier today, this all started with Newt Gingrich in the early '90s, and he was a Republican. He said, "We're getting beat. We lost, you know, Bill Clinton. We lost this. We lost that. We need to do something. We need a winner take all." And it started with the lazy, the pathetic, you know, the name calling. And it continued on. And I don't, I don't really see the left doing a lot of name calling. But the the pendulum is swinging right I think, now. I think that's normally the case, but I think with Trump, it's just it's it, in some cases I'll admit it's so easy. Yeah, but I do think that the left does do a lot of name calling towards the president. Now I think that's typically a like. I, there's a, a lot of the left, but I'm saying like no, no, actual no. Democrats saying like he's an idiot. No one said like. Biden questions what he's done and says this is a bad plan, yeah. but he doesn't call him, you know, he's not like, this guy's a moron. Don't vote for him. I have to go back because now like I'm looking at, the, I'm trying to look for this yeah. information on yeah. AOC. So, and I literally just saw something like the squad talking about how Donald Trump's an idiot. <laughs> wow. Well, there you go. They're Maybe young. I'm, They're Maybe young. I'm they still have to learn. Yeah, that's what true. Th- but that's still unacceptable. So <clears throat> go, going, going back. <laughs> This idea of... Oh, wait. You know what? Can I stop you for a second? Sure. I'm so sorry. No, it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. So you were saying earlier that one side got silenced more than the other in uh, social media. Yeah. The right. Yeah. I just wanted to hear you say it again. Go ahead. No. So, and rightfully so, when you're trying to incite violence or racial behavior. Agreed. Yeah. 100%. Right. Agreed. So when we we see um, the, the left kind of attacking the right it's usually through like policy and stuff like that now what i will say is this we've had a very very big event happen that is completely dividing the parties and that's the death of ruth bader ginsburg and the seat and how we talked a little bit about it last time 2016 merrick garland was nominated and it's the senate's it's the senate's duty to have the confirmation hearings and either confirm or deny Right, right. And McConnell played it off like, nope, we're not hearing them until the election. And they, they did their whole tap dance, their their dog and pony show, and it worked, yeah. and they didn't have to have the, the, the conversation. Right. And there were several senators on the Republican side that said, if the confirmation hearings had happened, Merrick Garland would be in the Supreme Court. Now, it didn't happen. They set this new precedent. And we got Gorsuch. We got Gorsuch. Conservative, fine. I think he's a fine he's, judge. Oh, I think for, he's a great job. Yeah, does a great job, man. He's he's a conservative, which is we need conservatives and liberals in, well, in the court. I think that when it comes to like the Supreme Court, we need people that don't give a shit about right. Side it it shouldn't on. be politicized. I, right. I agree because even even with uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, I don't think that I think that she was even very very far left. Now. I don't I actually well I can't even say that because you know what I think everything she voted on she did a great job. Yeah. I mean when we say the far left, it was like yeah. same sex marriage, yeah, yeah fine, LGBT, whatever. yeah, LGBT rights. And as like, a libertarian, I'm like, I don't give a fuck. You're right. Do whatever you want to do. So the idea of okay, Gorsuch getting in, but they got that Kavanaugh and now they're getting a third. Yeah. And it all is because Garland wasn't approved. And right. then in twenty twenty, within forty days of the next election, right. or fifty days, now they're, they're trying to wait. jam someone in. Right. And then, so here's why, okay, the right did something terrible. Like, this is bullshit. I hate it. Mm -hmm. The left isn't doing the best thing either because they're saying, 
guess what? We're going to win the House. We're going to win the Senate. We're going to win the White House. And now we can pack the court. Schumer has said it. And, and people in the, in the kind of the center are saying, yeah, pack the court. Fine. Do they have six conservative justices? Let's have seven liberal. And I don't like that. It's this constant right. pendulum swinging. And you and I were talking. I was like, but at what point does the left say we have to fight back? Because we have the right, you know, you know, they go low, we go high. They go low, we go high. And it, at some point, like, you got to fight back. And they're not fighting by any rules. So how come we, like, the think, people on the left can, have to keep fighting with, by and can rules? I And can I say yeah. this? I think that they both go high and they both go low in different ways. In what way? No. In what sense? <laughs> oh, there God. you go, Anna. Oh, God. So Anna's going to hate that. <laughs> I know. So we look at it and, yeah, like, okay, I'm going beyond name-calling. I'm saying in 2016 they set a new precedent, right, which is yeah, frustrating. Okay. You're going against yeah, the Constitution, yeah, hey. which I wasn't – I'm not a fan of. Of the Constitution? No, of going against say, the Constitution. I boy, put up your dukes. No. <laughs> so they went against the Constitution, and in 2020 they say, oh, no, we're upholding the Constitution. I'm like, that's bullshit, right? The left has to do something to fight back with that using the Constitution, and this is their constitutional right. If they control the House, the Senate, and the White House, they can pack the court if they want. But my problem is that shouldn't be the result of this. It shouldn't be the mentality of this. Right. And it's it's funny. Joe Biden had already said in the past, I think it was 2019, mm-hmm. that we should not look to pack the court. We will rue the day. And he's not advocating for this. This is Schumer and Pelosi and, and some of the you know, powerhouses of the Democratic Party. It was like the Sanderses and the Bidens saying, like even Bernie Sanders had said in the past, do not pack the court. That is not how we should be operating. But at some point, if one side is going to abuse the system over and over and over and over to get their way because they can't do it, right? They don't win the popular vote. They don't win the majority. So what do they do? They figure out the strategy to win the Electoral College. They figure out the way to you know, filibuster this or, uh, no, we're going to set a new precedent, but then not live by that precedent. So at some point, we have to hold that side accountable like we are the left. I'm saying, no, left, do not pack the court. But I'm also saying, when is the right going to uphold their side? And that's my big issue here is the pendulum swings. I think the, the whole idea is fairness. Right. The, if, we, if we look at the political spectrum as a pendulum and it's swinging back and forth and the right just pulled it even further back and now it's swinging back and the left, it's going to have this equal and opposite reaction, right? And it's going to be, oh, we're going to pack the court. Well, what's the right going to do the next time they control it all, right? So we have to have this mentality of de-escalation. We have to say, what is best for this country? And that's why like, I'm a big advocate for Biden because that's all he ever talks about is what's best for the country. Now, yeah, it's it's fucking cliches all up and down. But at the same point... Also because Biden was not your original choice. Well, yeah, no. But he, he <laughs> unified the party better than... I I don't think Sanders was the guy. Shit, yeah. Brian. No, just I don't playing think, devil's advocate. Yeah, I don't even think Sanders is the guy who was my number one choice or Elizabeth Warren. I think she was too... Far left. Elizabeth, just, Warren, Elizabeth Warren was your original number one, number one choice. Yeah, I'm saying 2016 was Bernie. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm saying I'm talking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For 2020, Elizabeth Warren was my number one choice. Um, 
and even she is like very, very progressive, and I love that, and I think that is the path <clears throat> for the country in terms of economics. I think she's too. Money. I think she's too old school politician, though. Well, whatever the case may be, all I'm saying is, is Again, I do think podcast, but yeah, Biden did a good job of unifying the party. He's trying to create this message of unification. And then we look to the right and it's Kellyanne Conway saying, literally, she literally said, said, you know, this chaos and and violence is good for our administration. Right. Right. Well, and we talked about this earlier. There's a lot of things that a lot of people on either side of the party say that is wrong. But she's the spokeswoman of your administration. Mine. No, uh, of Trump's. Oh, yeah. Watch it there, Bri. <laughs> Watch it there. No, she's Brian, the Brian, Brian likes to attack me like I am the right. No, Just I because he needs a punching bag. No, she's the spokesperson of that administration. And when you're the mouthpiece of the yeah. administration, you're speaking for them. Like, she yeah. was chosen to do that. And You know who's never in the uh, the news for saying bad things? Who? The Libertarian Party. That's a good point. Boom, roasted. <laughs> I was going Ke- to fire one off, but that's like yeah. that's like firing a shot at yeah. the orphanage. Like they don't matter right now. Kevin, I couldn't ju- bet- I couldn't choose between a fat joke and a stupid joke. Boom, roasted. <laughs> Jim, you're six foot tall and you're ninety pounds. You got or Gumby has a better uh, physique than you. Boom, roasted. <laughs> so well, I wanted to leave it on a little, a little bit yeah. of levity there, Brian. I think so. We're we're over an hour now. Shit, it went by that yeah, fast. It went by that fast. Goes by even faster when it's past midnight. Man. Yeah. If you guys want to hear more past midnight podcasts, you guys let us know. But make it like a Saturday night or something, yeah. please. <laughs> <laughs> um I think our whole idea here is Regulate social media. Regulate social media. I agree one hundred percent. Also, don't rely on social media for your self worth. Yeah. Yeah. But let's take that broad stroke yes. approach to this and listen. You're listening to our podcast. We value you. Yes, very you know, much. You should More value than you yourself. Even know. Yeah. And and I just want you to know, like, you matter. And your vote matters. Your personality matters. Your love matters. Yeah. All of those things. And with social media, treat it as the tool it was intended to be, not what it can be in terms of its destructive capabilities. Right. Right. Hey, thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate your support. Um, it is now Thursday morning at one thirty in the morning. So you'll, 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 you'll we will post this up right away. Yeah, don't you worry. Yeah. Also, I want to apologize to everybody, especially our Patreon supporters. Yeah, yeah. I had an issue uploading our last aftermath. It will be live. Hopefully, I gotta, in the next I gotta 30 say, minutes. since since he was so uh, yeah, please kind. Uh, Jason jumped in. He's like, "Hey, did the aftermath upload?" Yeah, and then when I'm really, I was like, Jason, yeah. I'm really sorry, man. No, nah, and he uh, we had he someone like, come. Were fix you her. were you were you uploading like raw material to Patreon? What was taking so long? Yeah. And I was like, "No, uh, Kevin was downloading LimeWire at the same time." <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "Oh my god, I haven't heard that in so long." Oh, but god, you know the Patreon. The it'll Patreons. be it'll be up live tonight, and then we'll also be doing another uh, aftermath this Sunday night. Again, Hell it'll be yeah. uh, available earlier for our Patreon subscribers, and then. In this, I think this is going to be the last one that goes live to Spotify. Oh, okay. Ooh, Ooh. dun, dun, dun. We better make it a really good aftermath. It'll make a and really good And how do we yeah. make it a really good aftermath? You send us in some questions, and then we answer them for you. Yeah, guys, send it on Facebook, Instagram. Hit us, uh, hit us up with an email, madlibspod at gmail.com. Uh, we appreciate you guys' support. Thank you guys so very, very much. Uh, 
good morning to you. Good morning. <laughs> Normally I would say good night. Good morning. But good morning to you. And uh, we'll see you guys again on Sunday. Thank you guys so much. Hey guys, it's Kevin. And Brian. Thank you guys so much for tuning into the Mad Libs podcast. We really appreciate you guys' uh, time. Uh, make sure you guys follow us on all of our social media. That includes Mad Libs Podcast on Instagram, Mad Libs Podcast on Facebook. And feel free to email us with any comments or questions at madlibspod at gmail.com. Thanks again, guys. Appreciate you listening.